a Shishkin Productions podcast. Wait, so, okay, this is going to just highlight how little research we do and how we just walk in here and turn the mics on. I mean, same. Are you, are you making a book? Oh, yeah. I'm well, writing. I mean, there's no there's no way you would have known that. Yeah, but I could have asked. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome to another episode of the Sizzle Reel Podcast. I think this is going to be a good one. This is the craziest one we've ever done. I'm no. nervous. You can hear it in my voice. My voice is jittering and shaking. Yeah, the timbre of your voice. The timbre? The timbre? The timbre? timbre? I, don't I don't know. know. It's shaking, though, and it is jittering. We have a very special guest. We've been promising a very special guest for, for, for weeks now. Months. months. Yeah, months. It's been months. It's been a very long time. She's cracking up. She's giggling. She can't wait to get to get on mic. But she's going to have to, because we're going to have to wait until we introduce her. That's just how, that's, it how, that's how we do it. Look, you guys know what time it is. It's the top of the show. That's where Chris tries to plug every place you can reach us. Yeah, and I keep forgetting the number, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's 332-333-4361. That is the Sizzle Reel cold line. That is where you can call. You can call and leave us a message. Yep. You can ask us a question about post-production. You can do a character. You can do character. One time we had a cat call in. Yeah, it's, we had uh, someone call in with the Italian restaurant where they only serve eggs. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I don't remember their name, but someone called in. That egg, was pretty egg good. Egg lasagna. You can also it's, email It was Joey Spumoni. How, how, how do you forget? You can also email us. Oh, yeah. Email us at Sizzle Reel Gang. Or wait, Sizzle Reel Gang at gmail.com. We correct. are on Twitter and Instagram, also at Sizzle Reel Gang. Mm -hmm. And we are on TikTok, Shish productions yeah and actually I, it's, so, I, it's so funny because you say we are on these things we're so rarely on them though yeah and I, i'm literally never on them I, I check them once every three weeks about so i uh i did spend the morning putting together a list of uh a tiktok edit tip ideas for the future and we're gonna start pumping those back out for y'all yeah as soon Can, as we get this room painted yeah we're gonna well, paint this room we're painting that wall pink and this wall pink and it's actually starting right after we finish recording this episode. It's, it's madness. The paint is it's a lot going on. Uh, engineer Will put the paint away. There he is. Look. Hey, got, that looks good. But um, yeah, it should be should be great. So you spent your morning making those TikTok edit tips. What are some? Let us in on some of the ones you wrote down. What are the viewers going to learn about? Um, well, a lot of them are plugin based. Like I, th I think that we should find a lot of different Premiere Pro plugins and kind of just do a, a 50 second feature on, on some of the things that you can do with them. Some of them are workflow based. Some of them are business based, something like, you know, how to send an invoice to someone. So a lot of it is kind of focused on beginners, you know, just trying to learn how to edit and some of it's more advanced stuff where it's you know we're trying to search out plugins that you might not have known about it can make your workflow easier make your life easier i like the business stuff i feel like it's it's underrated and so many like even though it sounds easy right it's like oh just just send the invoice i remember the first time someone asked me to send an invoice and i was had to sheepishly go to my like boss and be like uh how well, how do you do that? Yeah. Like, what is an invoice? You yeah. Know? Is it just a piece of paper that says $100 on it? Yeah, Pay basically. Me? <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yeah. But I made mine look cool. I took it into like Photoshop and made cool stuff on it, you know. Me and Amy, uh, we use some free invoice generator online. Yes. And let me tell you, it might not be super pretty, but it works great. It gets the job done. You're getting paid. The check is clearing for now. Yeah, most of the time. For now, until... Matt King stops paying us and, and then the company is going to start bleeding hell of Until money. the government stops giving out these massive and loans. Yeah, we received another EIDL re-up last week. I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the pod. I don't think so. I think it happened post-pod. The government decided, hey, you're a, I'm doing air quotes, company. We're going to give you another gigantic six-figure loan. And it's just like, what? It's like, wild. Yeah. It's insane. But then there's people out here who are, who are like, shit, my unemployment's ending, and now I have to like figure out what to do and scramble. And somehow, if you're a, again in quotes, company, they're like, here's more free money. Don't worry about it. 30-year loan, 3%. Don't worry about paying it back for 24 months to even start. 3% like, on a 30-year loan? That's so wild. I mean, I guess, it, I guess it's good for small businesses that actually need it, but how much, how often... Is it saving a small business versus just going straight into a big wig's pockets? Yeah, that's part of it. But then the other part of it is like, also, why do we like it? It feels like they hide the information from people and they like true. try to force you into working at a company rather than telling you how easy it is to start your own business. It's so fucking easy. You just did it. 
You just started an LLC. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even know about some of the, uh, the like the options out there to, uh, I guess, financial assistance, COVID assistance, whatever it is, until I filed my taxes and my accountant was like, hey, you should apply for this. Uh, it's it, He told me to apply for one of the payroll protection yeah the payroll protection program loans and he was like you're eligible for this much and as long as you just pay yourself from one bank account to your other bank account from business to personal then they're probably going to forgive it all and that's free money so i think i think i still have to wait two weeks like two more payments of paying myself money that the government gave me Mm -hmm. and then i can apply for forgiveness and i mean if that that happens, then it's literally just thousands of dollars for free because I am a business, but not because not because I'm a person, yeah. but like I'm literally getting it's like what, seven times what I got in COVID assistance as a as you, a person. You, you remember for being a business? You remember what Mitt Romney said when he was like, "Corporations are, are people, people too, my friend," yep. and everyone was like, "That guy's such a loser." It's like he is a loser, but fuck. I guess he, he he's was right. right. Yeah, we just we misunderstood we what mis- he was saying. We totally misunderstood it, and it's like, oh shit! Now we're starting to see what he meant. It's and, crazy though, because even if it's a I fucking problem, even if I don't get forgiven for it, it's still a one percent interest loan. That's insane. It's it's bonkers. And then there's people who were like, who got what if you're just like like an average human who works like crazy hours, like not like there's people who work minimum wage jobs who are crazy hours who were given like a total over the last 18 months of like 1500 bucks. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like, how the hell is that going to help? Well, and another part of it too is because I freelance, uh, I wasn't eligible for a lot of the unemployment benefits. Like they did extend it at the beginning of COVID, but it didn't last as long for people who weren't, you know, W2 workers. Right. So I, if I hadn't registered as an LLC, I would have been in a position where I don't qualify for unemployment because I'm freelance and I'm not an LLC. So I don't get that loan. So I could have been just like completely SOL if I didn't do things the American businessman way. And what I mean, guess what, I guess what pisses me off, I already said it, but it's just that they like make the barrier to entry so crazy. It's so hard to, it makes it, it seems so daunting. And in reality, it's very easy. You know, I don't know. Um, look, we got completely sidetracked. That wasn't even supposed to. We I, I even, don't even think it is that sidetracked. We weren't though. even planning that for a segment for this part of the thing. I, was, oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about uh, We're streaming. Talk about, yeah, cool, cool streaming things. And then movies and stuff like that. Happy but, you things. know, I think maybe we should just go ahead and intro our guest. Let's bring her on. We got Kira. Kira Taborn, welcome to the show. You were nodding along. You you have some thoughts uh, on that? I do. Thanks for having me, by the way. Um, I just incorporated. I am now an entity. Oh, well, my business is now an entity recognized by the state of California. Congratulations. Nice. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I was just nodding along because like, yeah, you thank God I like, you know, found my accountant and he was like, you need to incorporate right away or else mm-hmm. you're going to be paying like this much more in taxes. Yep. Um, because and yeah, it's actually not that that hard. It's just you need to know what to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and even if it does seem like there's a lot of hoops to jump through. I was talking to Tyler about this last night. Mm-hmm. Tyler, our friend Tyler Bertram, he, he was in here, in here earlier. He actually said he's got to catch up on the pod. So when he hears this episode, he's going to be like, I've been I've been telling him I he can't needs believe to be an LLC. I got a shout out. But um, he was him and I were talking about it and he was like, yeah, I know. But do I I don't think I really need to do it like and I'll just wait. And I was like, but dude, it's so easy. And like you if you do it, there's no downside. Like, why would you not do it? You know what I the mean? The only thing, like, it's annoying to have to sort of like, I have, I'm, I have a corporation, so right. um, I'm an S corp, I guess. That's yeah, we're the same. Um, but yeah, it's like you have to do like you know keep your your minutes and right. like keep up with some like annual annoying things like file taxes quarterly. That yeah. type of stuff mm. is annoying, but like, <laughs> well, it, yeah, I, I, I don't know yeah. if I do that. I do it. I don't know if you do that. I let my account handle it. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really so beneficial to you in the long run to do it. I will say, I just had like a crazy like jump forward in my brain to like a. a you know, 10 or 15 years of the future <laughs> yeah. when the like somehow I get like pulled for tax fraud or some shit. And oh, they're like, no. You said in episode 48 of the Sizzle Reel <laughs> podcast, quote, I let my accountant handle it. I don't do that shit. I'll be like, oh, your honor. <laughs> like, wh- why am I getting why did I get extradited? I moved to Greece 20 years ago. <laughs> Literally. Um, no, but you know, the thing that Tyler was saying, he was he said, um, 
oh man, it's there's just so much shit that you have to do. You have to put the ad in the paper, all this kind of stuff. Oh, that shit like, is bullshit. You can pay a company yeah. 70 bucks a year, 100 mm-hmm. bucks a year or something, and they'll do everything for I you. I did that myself and it was really oh, wow. annoying. When I had an LLC here, which I dissolved, um, yeah, I'm not. You went and actually like bought the ad space in the papers and stuff? And it was expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like Staten Island paper. Oh, like, man. And no one really tells you how to do that. It's. It's really fucking annoying. Yeah. I think um, mine went up in Albany, maybe. So it's like, yeah, it's I, like, I kind of want to get a, a, my hands on that that newspaper <laughs> from that day and frame it. Yeah. Dude, yeah. actually, not a bad idea. It's just so weird, though, that you have to announce yourself it, as a business in like through a medium that no one is paying no attention paying to. Attention like, to what? Exactly, but you're like required to do it by law. It's Th- so stupid. That's how outdated everything is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's. It should be snap of the fingers. You can do it. It wasn't like that in L.A., luckily. No? no. You were just able to do it online? It was very, very simple. My my accountant was basically like, this is what I need from you. I gave him like one piece of paper I need to fill out, one or two pieces of paper. He just did everything for me. Yeah. Probably charged me an extra like three to four hundred on top of the fees. and. Yeah. So worth it. Definitely. No headache. Yeah. You know? That's, yeah. uh, we we just used a website, like a random website. I don't even remember what it is, but it was like $200. And then mm-hmm. I think another 70 bucks a year if you want them to like, keep doing it's it. It's exactly. cheaper here. In LA, it costs $800 a year just to have a business. Woo. Oh, damn. And on top That's of all the fees wild. to like incorporate, but like you need to pay the state $800 a year. Well, you know what's crazy is that even Straight though... To the state, damn. Yeah. But even though it costs a lot like that... I was talking to, you know, Dan, Dan Dennehy, maybe. maybe he, um, he, him and I were talking, he had moved here from London, but he grew up in Ireland and he was just talking about how now he lives in LA, but he was talking about how, um, easy, how much easier it was to open a business bank account and start a business in the U S as a, compared to like London. Mm. He was like in London, I had to jump through so many hoops. Really? It took me months and months to try to open a bank account. Huh. And it is so really easy here. I think it's pretty easy here comparatively. Yeah. But, um, you just need like two like two business documents that they yeah. give you when you start a business and like your ID. Yeah. And then they just give you free money. And then they're yeah. like, all right, cool. But you want a gigantic yeah. credit card? You're like, yeah, I guess so. I know. I, I finally got one of those really heavy Amexes. Ooh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. so fancy. Damn. Wait, <laughs> wait. Let's hear it. Can you drop it on the table for us? <laughs> oh, my God. That was heavy. <laughs> Holy shit. That was wild. <laughs> Um, so Kira, let me ask you a question. We're, we're almost near the end of this first segment, but I do want to talk about what we said we we're going to talk about, which was streaming movie theaters and stuff like that. LA, the movie theaters are not open yet. They're open. That's a good question. Have you been, are you Have planning I to go? Been? Where did I go to the movies? <laughs> I did go to the movies recently. Oh, I did go in LA. I think yeah. I saw Zola. Okay. I'm with my sister. So yeah, they're open. Zola was the one about the Twitter Yes. Thread. I saw that too. Yes. That was that was dope. I had no idea what I was getting oh, into. Oh, you never read the thread. Never. I read oh, it afterwards, okay. and I was like, "What the hell?" Remember, I sent you the thread. Yeah, I read the thread. I haven't seen the movie though. Oh my god, it's really good. Yeah. I was. I think they did a great job. Cinematography was great. The score was great. Well, and Alexi talked about this. I think on the last pod, but the the sound design, the sound design. Yeah, the I was going to say design, when the Twitter yeah. bird went off. When they used they they did the Twitter bird sound effect. Whenever they used an original line from the mm, tweet, mm-hmm. but it also just is so funny that like twenty twenty one man, like what is happening? Like we have someone wrote a Twitter thread, then someone wrote an article based off the Twitter yeah. thread, then someone wrote a movie based off the article off the Twitter <laughs> thread, and it's just like do you follow? You have to follow cool. Zola on Twitter too. She's yeah. she's fun. Yeah, it's that's what that's what I love about it. It's yeah. just so like. This is where we are. Like, yeah. there's a whole ass movie about a Twitter thread. It's kind of cool because it actually it's like it's it's nuts that it's a real story or it's based on a true yeah. story. Yeah. And if it wasn't for like accessibility and social media, we wouldn't even have heard that story. Probably. Yeah, that ever, would just be a you know? story that she tells her yeah, friends for the rest of her life. Yeah. Speaking of stories that we're telling our friends. Oh, tune into the Patreon because we got a special story about my weekend in Jersey. Oh yeah. shit! I still haven't it heard it. Crazy. He's been teasing it to me for like three days now. It, I've told the story. We're in Jersey. Can't tell you. Oh, got to tune in the Patreon. I was I'll supposed. To, I was like, supposed to be there, and then I wasn't. It was. Um, I've told the story in person three times, and each time it has been at least forty-five minutes long. Oh. So we're, we can't even get into it. Um, I'm excited. You know what I just saw this weekend was Free Guy, which is a movie about. 
Um, a guy who's a background character in a video game who who gets uh, what's it called like self awareness, yeah, yeah, sentient, and so then he starts like joining into the video game and interfering with it. It's really cool. It's like Truman. What? It's kind of like Truman Show. It's super fucking cool. Is Ryan it live Reynolds action? is in it. Oh my it's god, live action and it's got a little mix of like design and like video game design. Um, I went into it completely blind, and I loved that movie. And I was reading about it on Variety. And apparently it's doing the quote unquote old school type of release where it's only being released in theaters and not on streaming like simultaneously. So it's kind of been boosting the popularity of it because people are like, oh, the only place I can see it is in a theater. Yeah. So the numbers are going up. So I What's think it called again? Free Guy. Free Guy. I'm yeah. going to look at that up. You should. It's, it's awesome. But I was, you know, curious, like with all of these movies that have simultaneously released over the last year, streaming and in theaters. How how do you guys feel about? Have you gone? Have you mostly been like I'm gonna stay at home and watch it? Have you gone out and seen them? I don't think I've been to the theaters since since COVID started. I I also haven't watched a lot of those direct to streaming movies though. Like I think I watched uh, is it Luca? Was that the Disney mm-hmm, film? Mm-hmm. I watched that a couple weeks ago. But outside of that, I can't really think of any of the new movies that I've watched. I guess it's almost like if your favorite, if a movie that you're anticipating and that you really want to see randomly was announced and they were like, hey, it's going to be on streaming and in the theaters. Would you just be like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to stay at home and watch on streaming? Because for me, I always am going to go to the theater. I, it's different for me. I think if I still lived in New York, I would be going to the theater so I have people that I like go see movies with, but yeah. in LA, no, like I guess I could. I just haven't. Yeah, is I've it only just because been... it's easier to to like get to the theater here? Like over there, you have to yeah, drive. Yeah, and, and it's like a thing you can do. Like I just I have like one. Of my, I have like two people probably that like what we do when we hang out. At least before COVID, was like go see a movie and yeah. get dinner. But um. Yeah, I don't know. I've I think it's just me personally. I've been very just like inside yeah. <laughs> during yeah, COVID. Yeah. I mean, and I, I also don't see a lot of movies. I'm more of a TV person. I, I, I bet that is how most people are. I think most yeah. people would want to stay home and do the streaming, which is why we're seeing all the films do it. I think for for me, a lot of it depends on the type of movie it is, like a, a superhero movie or an action movie or Free Guy, something like that. Something that's supposed to be a big experience. Yeah, yeah. I love going to the theater for that, like where it is an experience. Exactly. That's great. But I mean, most of the stuff like like I said, Luca, the Disney movie, I don't need to be in the theater to see that. It's even the small stuff. I find that the experience in theaters better. I went and saw Pig with Nick, the Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, it's basically Nicolas Cage. You've been seeing a lot of uh, random movies. I know. I know. Nick. Well, now the theaters are open. I'm like, oh, might as well. Nicolas Cage has a pig and um, he is some hermit. And then he ends up uh, traveling around. His pig gets stolen. He goes to get it. It's like not. As, Nemo. It's not exciting. <laughs> they were comparing it to um the Keanu Reeves one. Oh wait, you don't. Or is oh, it uh, John John Wick. John Wick. <laughs> they were comparing it to John Wick. There is zero action in Pig. <laughs> See, Pig I, th- I thought not. you were gonna say the movie Keanu with the no. uh, Key and Peele. Oh, <laughs> yeah. is, isn't that where a cat that. goes missing or something? That's true. That's stolen? true. Man, oh that's a God. great trope. Animal gets stolen. Um, but yeah, so that one was boring as all hell in my opinion. And if I watched it at home. It was an intimate experience, but if I would have mm-hmm. watched it at home, I would have fallen asleep. Yeah. Except in the theater, I was like, well, at least I can, you know, it's sort of a. Yeah, I, I guess the theater is kind of a commitment to watching something, I don't, right? I saw right before COVID, it was Valentine's Day. One of my people that I see movies with, Johnny, um, we dated way back at when, but we're just friends now. And so we were hanging out on Valentine's Day and... We went to go see Sonnet because I was like, I don't nice. want to see anything romantic. I had just broken up with my terrible ex. Um, <laughs> and I felt I've slept through the entire movie. Oh, from damn. From like maybe three minutes in till the end. I w- and he didn't notice the entire time. <laughs> I was sleeping the entire time. Afterwards, he was like, here, what'd you think? And you're like, I, like, I didn't to see To be it. honest, yeah, <laughs> I slept the whole thing. But no, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it depends on the movie. Yeah. What's the last movie you fell asleep in in the theater, Chris? I've never fallen asleep wow. in the theater. My my aunt, uh, when I was nine years old, we saw The Phantom Menace. Love it. And she fell asleep during that. Let's it's see not it. a very ant movie. No. You know, it's like a, it's like good for kids, but an ant, I could see an ant falling asleep during that. Yeah. yeah. I fell asleep during uh, 
What's that fucking Mad Max, the new one? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's why. That's the one, when it was new. Yeah, yeah the like 2016 ish yeah. one. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that movie, and it was. I saw uh, it at home. It's, it's a lot of action. I'm surprised you were able to fall dude, asleep. We went and saw it in 3D, like in a perfect They're seat. All, Witness me! It's all in 3D, and I like took the glasses off, and I was like, I'm just fucking sleeping. 3D makes me sleepy. Yeah. That 3D is weird, yeah. That shit was boring because this is a hot take because I, I know everyone loves that movie, but. It's literally just them driving and driving and driving yes. and driving and then they get somewhere and they learn that whatever they're going for isn't there. So they have to turn around and drive all the way back. It's like <laughs> the most boring shit I think I've ever experienced in my life. A, it sounds like uh, the Clerks 2 <laughs> reference to, to, to Lord, Lord of the Rings. The Rings yeah. Same thing. Walk and walk and walk and drop the ring. That's it. Like, I, I think, yeah, it's definitely a certain type of movie. You have to be watching it for the action and not for the story. Like it's I just a story. Uh, I wanted story. What can I say? Did you know the guy who directed that same guy who directed Babe? Oh, big pig in the city. Is it called Big Pig? It's probably <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not pig in the city. I think yeah. it's just Pig in the City. Just Pig, not uh, big George pig. George Miller is that his name? Damn. Yeah, Wait, don't ask me. R George R R Miller? Martin? No, that's a different Martin? person. <laughs> Whatever. Imagine it was the same. That was wild. <laughs> Wasn't George Miller the guy who was the producer for the Beatles? Um, yeah. Uh, engineer Will, do you know about that? George Martin. Martin okay. Wait, another George Martin. Wait, Jesus then Christ. there's Steve Martin. Then there's all these. What about movies? the guy Martin Scorsese? From, what about the guy from Coldplay? Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Okay. <laughs> that's a uh, you know that is my my opinion. That's the second coolest Chris. Chris Martin. Yeah, you know who the first coolest Chris is. No, who is it? It's you, Chris. It's me. It's you, bro. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. Is this George Miller guy? He also directed Happy Feet. Wow. Wow. He's, he's got range. That was a big one. That was a big one. Happy Feet was so beloved. I never saw it, but I love uh, penguins and tap dancing, so I think cute. I would like it. All right, let's take a quick little break, and when we come back, we're actually going to get into Kira's whole media story, what she does, and all that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He also did the original <laughs> screenplay for Lorenzo's Oil. Can you believe that I Lorenzo's Oil? Believe it. This I'm guy's crazy. More facts like that coming up after this. <laughs> Do you ever want to fall asleep to candlelight? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I, just leave it burning all night. Uh, you know, I do that more times than I would like to admit. Yeah, I do that with the oven sometimes. You cannot leave a candle burning before you go to bed, but you should probably put on a candle to wind down. It's nice. It's lovely to just have a, a, a good scent. It relaxes you. It puts you in a good place mentally. You think of it like a little nightcap. Nightcap. That's one of my favorite scents from Smells Like. What? They have a scent called nightcap? Yeah, it's Merlot, black cherry, patchouli, and amber. Patchouli and amber. That sounds like a sitcom from the 70s, doesn't it? I bet it's a hilarious one that makes me feel good. And you kind of would want to fall asleep watching that sitcom. Well, you can. Go to SmellsLikeBK.com, put in promo code SIZZLE, you get 20% off. And you go ahead and follow Smells Like BK on Instagram. That's at smells underscore like BK. And don't forget, promo code SIZZLE. And make sure you turn that candle off before you go to sleep. Welcome back, Sizzlers. As we said, it's a good one today. We have Kira Taborn on the podcast, and I think we're going to get a little bit further into her background. So her background, you, her present, her future even. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Because we, we, I mean, this is a production podcast, right? And we haven't really mentioned why she's on the show. We're always traveling into the future. One second per second. Wow. Time travel, baby. <laughs> That's trippy. <laughs> it's real, man. I hadn't considered that. Whoa. I've never even done LSD, to be honest with you. Really? Mm -mm. I think I would Let's love it, it, but I think have I'm. Right I haven't. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> the third segment's gonna be crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, Kira. So yeah. you know, um, if the people don't already know, you, uh, it's an astrologer, astrologist, astrologer. astrologer. I, yeah. I was gonna get it confused. <laughs> astrologer, you run the page uh, on Instagram, the astrology, right? Correct. Yeah. And uh, you, you weren't always doing that. That wasn't always your your medium or main form of expression and creativity, but you ended up moving into it after having experience in the ad agency world, I think, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So you can tell, I mean, I guess we can either, you can either talk about what you're doing now with the, the astrology or just how you got started in the agency world. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of a background, I guess, from like how I even got into that. Um, I went to SVA, School of Visual Arts, uh, majored in photography, 
And really early on, I knew I wasn't going to be a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of focused on like, all right, how am I going to get a job in this field? I knew I wanted to be around artists um, or Wait, working with artists. Sorry to interrupt, but what made you realize you weren't going to be a photographer? Early on, I just, you know, when you go from like when you're a big fish in a small pond and then, you know, I went to a very small <clears throat> all girls school. I was like known for being into photography yeah. um, was really good, you know. So once I went to move to New York City, like 18 and, you know, was surrounded by people like me, like photographers, I was sort of just like, I don't want to compete with these people. Like they're yeah. doing yeah. great. I don't, this is not, I want to be in a position to help these people get jobs because that's a better use of my skills, I think, mm -hmm. than like competing against them. It makes sense. So, um, so yeah, I as soon as I could intern, I started interning, <laughs> and um, started interning at the photo studio at Hearst Tower, um, and then just like at different magazines, and eventually, through those internships, like made enough connections, got a job um, at RGA. Okay. Um, which is an ad agency. I guess they're called a digital agency, really, but. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I went from being a production assistant to an associate producer, um, mostly just doing content production and art buying. Art buying is a pretty big part of my story as well. Okay. What um, exactly is art buying? So art buying is um, either hiring photographers or, you know, makers, creatives to, to make stuff. Also art buyers buy art, meaning we we purchase assets like stock, Got photo, it. and video. And so um, for as long, when I was in, when I, even when I was interning at magazines and stuff, I was doing a lot of photo, we call it photo research, which is like searching stock sites for certain images that we might need. And that was something I've been doing for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I was doing a lot of that. I was like the primary purchaser of stock assets for the entire company like mm -hmm. globally basically it would kind of mostly come through me um so yeah i was doing that for a while and then i was also producing shoots mm -hmm. um sounds like a lot of work it was yeah a, it was to, a lot for one person to be doing i mean i had a it was a very small team of us but i yeah. was i just did most of that because i was like the youngest on the team so i did a lot of that sort of busy work Right. Um, on top of producing a lot. Um, and then, yeah, through that I was doing, you know, astrology has always been part of my life or at least for the past like decade. And, um, I actually, you know, we had Slack at the company mm -hmm. and I made a Slack channel called astrology mm -hmm. and was, would just like write stuff as like it came to me, you know, like the moon's void today, make sure you do X, Y, and Z. Um, and it got really popular <laughs> and people like from all over the company, like even in different offices would be like, I'm a huge fan of your channel. That's like cool. people in like Brazil, people in like England, like the London office would wow. be like, oh my God, like I was like a celebrity just like based on astrology. Creating this like internal kind of like entertainment place yeah. for yeah. people or like a, a place where they could, could go that was still like uh, a company media channel, I right. guess, but it was so internal. Yeah, it was it was so wild. And so that was how I started to just get started writing, get comfortable writing mm -hmm. about astrology. Um, and then I just started to hate working there. Um, lots of internal changes happened and it was just like bad for me, yeah. mind, body, spirit. And so I quit um, in 2018 and then I got a job at Adobe working as a content curator. So this was Adobe stock. Mm -hmm. um, and I had so much like experience buying stock like and doing photo research myself and all of that. So at Adobe, I was on the other side of it and I was curating the collection and accepting images and, and all that. And so I did that for a year and a half. And then my con it was always a con contract job. Yeah. I don't know if they were planning on like hiring me full time or not. It was never really discussed because I told them I was going to leave after 18 months mm -hmm. anyway. And that was sort of just my like, all right, at the end of this contract, like I'm going full time. 
self-employed and that happened to be march 1st of 2020 wow <laughs> that's Dang. crazy timing so yeah and that's when i moved out of new york like it just the timing of everything was like way too wild but yeah. i've been full-time self-employed since then but i guess i didn't talk also i like created a magazine um a couple years ago like a print mag yeah what's that it's called influx okay um we had three issues astrology and culture magazine um well, had yeah. you had you ever been involved in any sort well, i guess photography but outside of that in any sort of print realm um i <clears throat> i interned at country living esquire and brides magazine okay so i had and then i just was always obsessed with zines especially yeah. when i was younger um and just being yeah in brooklyn there's a lot uh, so of zine culture we we used to run back in college we had a little music blog that we oh, did yeah we called it we terrible name we decided oh. to name it everyday music which penciled us into literally have to write every, every day. day yeah so we uh then it turned out that there was a big music store in the Pacific Northwest called Everyday Music. That's like the biggest music store in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, shit. So we couldn't even get the website. So <laughs> like, we, what do we, we must have we, I think it was Blogspot or WordPress. Yeah, we what were we on? WordPress or something. We, how, we, how long did we write? Almost two years, I think. Jesus, was it? It was Jesus close to, Christ. yeah. Wow. If you type in everydaymusic.wordpress or .blogspot, you'll see all of our old shitty writing. But um, writing was always something that that I love to do as well, like especially magazine writing. I did a lot of that in high school for our local zine. Mm -hmm. And uh, me and my friend started up a little like a, there was a magazine in Montana and we it was like a music magazine. So we started up the Portland arm of it when I lived in cool. Portland. But um, what were some of the you said you guys put out three issues of it? That yeah, was it was Flux, like quarterly. And that was last year. No, that was it started then yeah december 2018 was the first issue that was a winter issue then we had spring 2019 and then summer 2019 um and then we were planning on you know we we like paused on it basically it just became unsustainable like it was just me and like my creative partner really and then like a couple people helping with like editing and interviews and stuff but um, I was going to say, like, what are some of the biggest, like, challenges that you faced or lessons money, you learned? Money, money right? Yeah, yeah it was just, I was just self-funding it, basically. Yeah, that's, we were doing the same thing yeah. with the, the magazine in Portland. Yeah. And then we were like, well, I guess we could try to sell ads, but, like, that we'd have to cover the entire goddamn thing in ads yeah. for it to yeah. even break even. And that then shipping becomes different if yep. you, it's just a whole thing. And I was shipping everything myself. Um, so we paused on it and then... Um, I met my book publisher this past summer who I met on Tinder, mm -hmm. which is great because <laughs> I love him. I, I just like meet some great people on Tinder. Um, but yeah, he is going to publish my the book that I'm writing, but he also was like down to publish Influx. Mm -hmm. So we were like, it's back on. Literally, this is over the past week. I decided to not move forward with it, at least not right now. Yeah. I'm just too much stuff going on yeah too much stuff but i do want to bring it back eventually because it was people really liked it and it wait, was a good magazine wait so okay this is going to just highlight how little research we do and how we just walk in here and turn the mics on <laughs> i mean same you're, you're making a book oh yeah i'm well, writing i mean there's no there's no way you would have known that yeah, but I could have asked. <laughs> so just walking yeah, in here. You, you were here for like 15 minutes. We could have talked yeah, to you, learned something. For full transparency, we sat down and I was like, here's the roadmap. And then immediately when we started recording, I, I was went like, completely off the rails. No, so like, what happened is we sat down and Kara said, what are we going to talk about? And we looked at each other and said, I don't know. We're going to find out. That's but, that's fine with me. Wait, but so what's the, do you, I mean, can you talk about yeah, the book yeah. or not? Um, I haven't started writing it yet. <laughs> so it's mostly my brain. Um, but... It's been a while to like kind of formulate what exactly I want to write about because he basically was like, do you want to write a book? And I was like, yeah, I wrote a book um, in 2019, but it was just it's just about Pisces. It was like commissioned by Barnes and Nobles, one of their imprints. And they were just like, we're writing a series. Do you want to write one of these? So, so I did that, but it's small. Nonfiction, like kind of. It's just like about Pisces. So it. every there's one of each sign and. Each each book has the same table of contents, so we could just like write whatever we wanted based on the right. title of that chapter. Um, but yeah, so I did that, and then he was like, "Yeah, do you want to write a book?" And I was like, "Yes, I do." Um, but it took a while to figure out what I want to write because it's 
you know, obviously it's about astrology, but yeah. I just have, I've had so many different ideas of where to take it. And I'm pretty sure now I've kind of settled on, like my goal is to make a, a book about astrology that people can read and actually understand it. And so, like actually like, you know, like absorb it and it makes sense, just basic fundamental stuff that I think is really important to know if you're learning astrology. Yeah. But I think a lot, a lot of it gets missed, I think. And because basically there's no, there's very few, if any, like astrology, there's very few, I'll say, there's definitely some astrology books that um, are like good for people who aren't trying to become astrologers, basically. Like if you just want to learn astrology, mm -hmm. but you're not like, you don't want to go deep into it. It's hard to find that. I think they're, they exist. Like Channing Nicholas's book, You Were Born For This, is a great intro book. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to kind of build on top of that by just like, I think, introducing more. Um, yeah, so we'll see. It's a big. Right. Is, so it's, it's, it's nonfiction. Yeah. Have you ever thought about writing like no, a fiction book? Not. You've never written any sort of fiction or I'm anything? I'm not. I'm not a writer. You're like, in LA. You got to start writing scripts. No, I'm trying to. <laughs> I want to have ideas. I got to see a spec script. I got to see a spec about, uh, I don't know, what's a hot show right now? Uh, White uh, Lotus. Let me see your White oh Lotus spec script. Oh my God, I just script. started writing that. I thought uh, you were going to say Young Sheldon. <laughs> Let me see Young Sheldon spec. <laughs> we're going to get it in Chuck Lorre's hands. No, I have ideas for sure. Mostly reality TV show ideas. Yeah. Um, and I am trying to get into TV out there. Oh. I just saw a commercial. Oh, snap. Wait, what did you, you, you were in it? I was in it. Oh, that's oh, amazing. Yeah. 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 I'm excited about it. Have you ever edited a video? Myself? Yeah. Oh, man. I was I've, thinking, how are we going to loop this back into video editing? We might have done it. No, we didn't do it. No, I'm not. No, we, we've already looped it into video editing. Yeah. We talked about Adobe Stock. We did. Adobe Stock. We yeah. use Adobe Stock all the time. Yeah. yeah. But um, wait, so let me ask you this. So what was your experience like in the agency world and, and in that? I mean, there's you said you got tired of it, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what kind of like drove you out of there and deciding to set out on your own? Because it's a big decision. Yeah. It's a big decision. It was a big decision. I think I had this realization. Well, basically, short answer is like asshole egos, basically. And people who were, I just had the realization that I was never going to, um, I was never going to make the amount of money I, I wanted to make or needed to make to feel like I was like actually, you know, like. Growing? Yeah, like it, I knew I was going to be continuously like kept at the lowest wage possible yep. and that they were going to keep working working me to death basically mm -hmm. um to, and it was always going to be a struggle yeah to maximize the uh like the output basically and right minimize and the pay it got really frustrating like being the producer and having all the responsibility and having to like you know just know everything and manage everyone and all of that mm -hmm. and knowing that like you know, the creative directors were probably being paid like three times, if not more, more than me. Yeah. Twice, three times more than me. And like, they were always going to get the respect and it was always going to be about like pleasing them and the clients. And I was never going to be taken care of, care of basically. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it was one hellish shoot in particular that I, that kind of set me off. And I was just like, I That was it. This. You were like the last straw. Yeah. Plus I have chronic, I have chronic illness too. So it was sort of one of those things where like my body just started to feel shitty. Like I just had, I was like, this is having to commute to an office every day and like sit in a chair and have to like perform that I'm like working and like, you know, um, worthy. Cause another thing is an agency life, you have to track your hours. You have to bill your hours to a job or a client. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have if you're not billable, you're basically like not worthy because then, right. you know, the, the agency's paying you out of their own pocket instead of the client's pockets. And it's just this whole thing where I'm like, I, this is not for me. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel that. I've never worked at an agency, but um, Vince, who's sitting out there, he used to work at an agency, a publicist, I think it's mm-hmm. called. And he um, he made the jump to start to do his own thing, to start shooting and editing and do all that. It was a few few years ago. But he always, um, he I don't think he liked the agency life that much either. It's hard. He was, he was a social media strategist or something like that. Yeah. And now he shoots and edits and freelances. He's about to go travel the world or something like that. So he is? It was. I think next year. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, maybe you guys should talk more. Mm-hmm. It uh, was maybe. really fun though. Okay. Like Agency life can be great and it was really, really fun at the beginning mm-hmm. um, because of the people. Like we had, we when I started, we were in their old buildings and they moved um, the very beginning of 20... Yeah, for 2016. Yeah, it was 2016. They moved to a new building and it was basically just like two floors, but each floor was like bigger than a football field. So there was like yeah. a thousand people in the office, just in the New York office. Everyone was hot, you know, and young. <laughs> it felt like being on campus. Like, and it was fun. Like, I still have really, really good friends from, you know, that job and we still get together. And, yeah. We were, we formed a really tight bond, especially like the black and brown people at the job too, because you know there's only so many. It, so we used to do this thing called Black Fridays, um, <laughs> and on Fridays, like it was like a lot of black and brown people, but you know anyone could come. And it was no one yeah. was like excluded, but um, we basically just get together, drink like in one of the conference yeah. rooms, get some food, and like just like hang out, play music. It was really fun. I mean, I I. I like I probably shouldn't speak for Vince on it but I do remember him telling me that like he felt like like the other when he went Mm -hmm. would go to his office yeah Yeah. which uh, I think he talked about that on the podcast yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah he was he was like man I'm like the only non-white person here and it's weird it's luckily RJ wasn't like that but in like smaller spaces like there's definitely you know if you're a person of color if you're a woman you know minority of any sort like the experience of being talked down to ignored like just not taken seriously is very prevalent in that world there was just this um story that what was it so there's a show called reply all they're Mm -hmm. like a podcast they were doing a multi-part story on bon appetit magazine oh Oh, yeah and and what happened there and i guess there it, it was that it was basically like like women and and minorities would have these ideas that they bring to the table and they would get like pushed away and then like a white dude would bring the same idea and then they'd go yeah that sounds good let's do it yeah but so reply all was highlighting that and then during the release of the pods they're supposed to do four episodes after episode two some shit surfaced that apparently someone at the company who was working on that kind of had done the exact same thing in order to make this podcast or something like that so then they shelved it and didn't ever put out episodes three and four and took time off to like figure things out people left it was wild i was like uh all right that's that's how the cookie crumbles you know what i mean yeah but that's the that the industry is, is fucked up like that it's weird man that's why like i don't know for me like i just hated i i never worked at an agency but i worked at a couple different like I guess they're sort of agency production company hybrids. And um, I just I, I don't I just didn't like being fucking told what to do. Yeah. I mean, that's what it came down to for yeah. me. I was like, I would rather just go forge my own path and try to start a company. Like, that's yeah. what I yeah. care about. And, you know, you did the same thing. Yeah. And it's probably turning out better for you oh doing this than it would have stayed in there. I'm making so much more money. Yeah. And you have <laughs> and more creative freedom. Yeah, you can do exactly. what you want. That's what's important. You know, yeah. like Chris. He does whatever he wants every day. He comes in. You, you're you not going to believe this. I haven't, week, I haven't worked in weeks. He hasn't really. Last week, he drew a hot dog and got paid for it. <laughs> That's he, true. He drew a hot That's dog true. in Adobe Illustrator. He was like, this is what I've been doing bear. today. He drew a bear. He drew some sunglasses. He's yeah. been drawing everything. It's been a great week. I want your job. I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out what his job is. <laughs> Look, it's just been a, it's just been a you know, a, a dry spell lately. Normally, yeah. I'm editing every day. I'm clacking away. Clacking away. I'm doing yeah. these, these food shows or these verses or... You know, I used to. No, this is so unfair because I used to. I used to do all the MLS stuff, and now we have a freelancer doing it. So like, I'll doing I, it better. 
Yeah, probably. I mean, no, that's, I'm look, I'm that's joking, what outsourcing is for. But like, I all you took the food off my plate, and you said, "Why aren't you eating?" That's a good point. I really did. I'm like, "Why aren't you eating the plate, dude? Eat the plate, goddamn it!" No, I don't know. We're gonna have more stuff coming up in September. September's gonna be crazy. We're gonna. I guarantee you. What day is it today? August twenty fourth. What day is the day this comes out? Oh, the. 30th 29 30th yeah today is august 30th according to this podcast oh is it someone's birthday no i'm having my venus return like as we speak that's what i'm talking about yeah this is exciting i love a good venus return oh my god it's it's just yeah it just happened right now oh wow this podcast this podcast will forever be marked as that's the name of the pod i'm gonna call this episode the venus return the venus return that's Um, awesome i'm gonna i was saying three three weeks from now i guarantee you on the pod you're gonna be like yo I've been so busy this week and I hate my life. Yeah. I I wish I could go back to drawing hot dogs. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. I think September is going to be very busy. I think October is probably going to be busy too. And especially we have a a couple feelers out right now. We might be getting some more work. We definitely have work coming from Matt King. Uh, You know, there's just, uh, there's a, a game show that we did the pilot for that we're probably we're going to be doing three or four episodes six. of six six yeah. episodes sorry yeah six tell you six six yeah. oh my god okay yeah. so yeah it's going to be a crazy time uh, yeah. the game show yeah it's a game mm-hmm. show it's, it's going to be pretty I'll, cool uh, I'll I'll tell you about it after after mm-hmm. we wrap NDAs oh. NDAs <laughs> NDs nuts um Kira, Kira can you tell us about the uh, the shoot that made you quit like that was yeah. the last straw Ooh, the shoot that went wrong. <sighs> It's okay to name the client, right? If you want us to bleep it, we can bleep it. Producer Will's over here okay. with his pen, pen and paper at the ready. I just, I, don't, I just don't know like what I'm allowed and not allowed to say, but I don't think it will get out. I don't know. It's not a big deal. No, um. no one listens. Don't worry. <laughs> we Actually, we have nine listeners. So, nine? Okay. Yeah. If you're listening, don't tell on me. Um, it was for and they were a new client. And they basically like before this, like fired my boss um, unfair. Like there was just a lot of unfair firings and also like people quitting and kind of started to be bare bones. And so they put me as like the lead producer on this, which was not a good like I was associate producer. I did not have enough experience, especially working directly with clients. But they didn't have anyone else to. They threw you in the deep they end. They threw me in the deep end and I did the best that I could. But basically, it was just like constant changes. The executive producer didn't like it. Like there was just no guidance for me whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I'm just sort of like trying to do the best I can. But like people are telling me different things. And long story short, it kind of came down to we were producing a lot of content and they were just like really difficult clients, basically. Um, and then they were like, we need to do this shoot, like a spring shoot. And I was like, it's fucking February. Like, if we want to do this, we need to do it in California. Yeah. yeah. Um, and basically had to plan a shoot in San Francisco for like two days, like a day or two after like the day that I was planning it. So it was like last minute literally produce this entire shoot and then get on the plane the next day oh and go to it yeah and it was like on valentine's day too Jeez. um so yeah ended up doing that and i had to produce a shoot for it was like i remember just being there late at night like till 3 a.m for like weeks and i remember i had to produce the shoot in san francisco while also producing a shoot in brooklyn the day before we left for san francisco so it was like just it was just ridiculous just way too much for you but were they did they like it was it was just they were giving making you do a lot without the proper support, support and the support, proper compensation. yeah and so yeah and then so when it finally you know all said and done i had a trip planned to costa rica mm-hmm. so it was like basically as soon as the shoot was done i left for costa rica and um Things needed to be tied up and I was in the other country. So they kind of punished me after that for being like, um, for, I guess, like taking too long to wrap things up or mm-hmm. I don't know. They basically were like, yeah, didn't let me work anymore. They were like, you need, it was just my, weird. My they thing were- with that is like, if you're going to put someone who. It, if you're going to throw them in the deep end, right, put someone who's not necessarily qualified to be doing all those tasks and you're going to put all that on them, that is 
the higher ups fault. Like that's the manager's fault. Cause I know I've been guilty of doing that before I've accidentally thrown an editor in the deep end. And of course, like it doesn't go as planned. And then I'm like, well, that's annoying as fuck, but ultimately I can't get mad at that mad at them because mm. it's my fault. Like, right. I'm the one who fucking did it. You know what I mean? It was, it was a mess. It was just so, and I have all these different people telling me different things. And like the, the head of the studio was just like a bully asshole, like reminding me so much of Trump. And he came in around the same time Trump became president. Jeez. Just like an asshole um, and such a bully. And yeah, he would just, it that's, was just really hard. That's always the worst thing is when the person in the position of power, like b- bosses and bullies around the people below them. Cause it's like, no dude, that's your team. Yeah. That's who you're supposed to be nice to and protect. And you're supposed to boss around the people above you. You're supposed to push back at them. Right. I mean, that's just my opinion. It's like, if like, I don't know, man, I don't, I'm not going to really like get mad at my own team. I'm going to, defend them and right. push back against the people who are c- coming down. But I think a lot of the time, the way that people get to that position in the first place is they're bullies. Yeah. And like, That's so it's, it's always worked for them. So why would they stop now? Such a bully. Yeah. If you you got to fail upwards. That's the key. That's... As long as the title keeps increasing. Mm-hmm. That's what That's... I was trying to increase when we were making these, we're, we're, we're making new business cards. We're mm-hmm. moving on nice. up. But, nice. um, I was trying to put good titles on there, you know? Yeah. It was like, just write a good title. So that way, when the company is done and we're moving on to our next things, what was your last title? Oh, I was head of post. Okay, great. Yeah. You're ready to apply for head of post jobs other places. Yeah, that's yeah. actually a big deal for me because like whenever we do move on from this company, if it happens, then like I can apply for management roles instead exactly. of, oh, I'm just an editor. Exactly. Like, oh, no, I, I can manage people. Yeah. That's right. And I'm qualified. Important. Engineer Will, you, you know, think about what you want your title to be. Because I asked Vince that too, and he said assistant editor, and I was like, "No, no. we're not writing that. No. We're going to put some b- better assistant title editors on there. don't get business cards." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to tell them that when we get out of here. But, um, any other questions? Anything else that's come up? Anything that you want to plug or talk about? Any questions you have for Chris? Um, what's your birthday, Chris? Uh, February third. Well, he's a groundhog. A little, no wonder you guys. He's, he's a groundhog. A cute little friend. <laughs> air sign. Air sign couple. Air, air signs cute are, are pretty pretty great. I like fire signs because I like to stoke them, you know, yeah, stoke yeah. their flames, you yeah. know, get them going. No, I, I remember when you were on Germs Pod, no, no mentions of Aquarius. That it, was, <laughs> it was the least important. The least important. I will the say. The most forgettable. We did record the astrology power rankings and you can find those on the Patreon. I remember oh, that's that. right. Episode, the astrology power rankings. <laughs> that was uh, that was a good time. Yeah. The, the after pod. The uh, after also, pod. also, another another little Patreon plug. I didn't want to interrupt Kira, but you mentioned Costa Rica. There is a story about when, when Alexa and I went to Costa Rica to film a, a student film and uh, he did crack. That one, that's not it. That's not in there. <laughs> you buried the lead, Chris. <laughs> oh uh, it was on accident. Um, it was on accident. That's, that's true. Terrifying. <laughs> but he had he didn't get home until like seven a.m. or something. So it must have not been that terrifying. Oh, it's <laughs> a hell of a night. Um, Kira, is there anything you want to plug? Any where can people um, find you? Follow you? I know you yeah. can. You can plug the book too if you want. I'll plug. I'll plug my um my community uh, community, the eleventh house. Um, when is this coming out? The 30th, 30th. right? Next yeah. Monday. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll probably open doors around like September 8th or 9th, but basically it's, I have this membership community called the 11th house in astrology. The 11th house is associated with like friendships and community and like people that support you and like-minded people. So basically it's, um, a virtual community. We have a discord. It's for astrology nerds basically and astrology lovers um and we meet twice a month on the new moon and the full moon and we like do gatherings and you get to like actually talk to other astrology fanatics what you're Um, gonna do in-person gatherings we have it's all been virtual i think eventually we'll i think next year we're gonna gonna try to do some in-person that's That's gonna be awesome yeah i want to do like a five city tour and like oh hell yeah gather people but um but yeah it's that you also get a ton of just like material all my webinars you get access to and yeah a bunch of other shit so if you're interested in that check out go to my website theastrology.com and at the top you can see the 11th house and click 
there. We're going to put a link in the show notes. Cool. Yeah. I, I, this, I, I, uh, I always do not take the show notes very seriously, but this time I will. We're putting a link in there. <laughs> it's happening. Remind me, I'll shoot it to you. Hell yeah. Chris, what do you, what do you got coming up? What you got anything I, you want to promote? Where can people find your hot dog art, your uh, okay. bear you've been drawing? Yeah, I, I did actually, I started a, uh, a second Instagram so I could pop. <laughs> no, this is, this is so dumb. Like, I, I started a second Instagram just so I could follow, like, uh, like illustrators and, and motion design artists yeah. and just, like, have, like, an inspiration feed. That's nice. But I forgot to set it as private. So, so my girlfriend was like, why did you make a new Instagram <laughs> called Eastman Video? I'm like, uh... It's, like, it's, well, it's complicated. See, uh, so then, uh, then I said it's a private, but I, then I was like, how many other people saw that and was like, oh, I should follow Chris. He's, he's going to thank you God. Can, can you just check and see who followed you? <laughs> well, no, no one I know followed me, luckily. Okay, okay. Just just like some randoms. I don't know. You, yeah. you know, when you start a new Instagram account, you yeah. always get some random followers. Totally. That's what I got. Dude, um, you you know you're slacking. I remember for like one day you tried to boost the numbers on the Sizzle Reel account, and you got us like 50 followers in one day, and then you stopped checking. Well, yeah, I actually I logged out of it completely because I was getting too too many notifications, and then mm. like Vince, I don't want to take Vince's job away from I don't him. Think Vince even knows the login for that. Oh, he doesn't. No, I think I I've logged into it, but I post once every two months. So I want to divest from social media in general. Yeah, like that's not, the way to do it. I think we should just. Just refuse to keep playing the game. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my problem. Is like I don't care about social media, yeah. so I'm like I just don't end up on it. And yeah. every time I have a moment in my life that I'm like, this is cool, I'm never like, oh, I'm gonna take a picture and show it to mm-hmm. everyone. I'm just like, this is cool. Yeah, I I struggle with that a lot. I really hate posting. It, tweeting is different, but posting on Instagram is like a whole thing. And now it's yeah. like you have to do reels or videos, and I'm I don't I don't have the patience. It's 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 interesting too because for you I feel like it's kind of a crucial part that brand building mm-hmm. and that yeah, outreach and stuff. But you probably got someone to do that. You don't have to do it yourself. I right? don't. No, I do it myself, uh, and that's why it doesn't get done. Yeah, <laughs> same. same. I, I know it all too well. Yep. Um. All right. Well, on on that note, where can they find us? Actually. Oh, we're on Instagram at Sizzle Real Gang. We're also on Twitter at Sizzle Real Gang. I think we have like five tweets. Maybe. <laughs> no, no. I I tweet. I try to tweet once a week okay. with the link to the this the same link every week actually. It's just to this, the this you guys. That's us right that's there. Us. Give us a follow. The Sizzle Reel Podcast. I'm following. I also want to give the uh the Gmail a shout. I don't think we've <laughs> ever I don't think we've ever received an email. We got an email today. I told you. Oh, Somehow right. we ended up on a Phoenix, Arizona um real estate newsletter. So that's so wild. <laughs> It's a sign. Okay. I'm, moving, I'm moving to Phoenix. Oh, I'm God. buying a truck. Um, <laughs> one thing that I do want to shout out is um, we, we started getting on Reddit and uh, we're starting nice. to interact oh, true. in the video community on Reddit, okay. trying to eventually weasel our way into some that's organic smart. growth. So I love Reddit. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. I'm a big Reddit fan. A Reddit freak. I'm a bit of a Reddit freak. Well, uh, we're, we're just on Reddit to to give advice to, to other editors. True. <laughs> Well, not anymore. I, <laughs> not anymore. Once again, so, separate account for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're at Sizzle Real Gang. I guess we need an at Sizzle Real Gang Bang. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, You can also call in the cold line. Oh, 332-333-4361. Please leave us a message. We Burr. actually haven't gotten... Burr. Burr. We haven't gotten any messages in like three weeks. It's kind of sad. Is there like a, a time limit for the messages? No, it's however long you want to record so. one. I just asked that because I know some some podcasts I listen to, like people will be explaining a story and then it'll just like cut off we, after three minutes. We oh, it's probably actually probably is a three minute yeah, one because it's just a, it's just a voicemail box. Oh, good point. But we cut them off anyways. One okay. time, Evan, shout out Evan, we love you. But Evan left a message that was like a minute and a half long, and we cut it after like twenty seconds. Okay, but. You know, that's but, good. I want to do that for my podcast whenever I get back to it. Do it. You should. It's great. It's smart. Astrology cold line. Yeah, you got to show me how. We call it the cold line because no one ever picks up. Just go straight, <laughs> straight to voicemail. You don't have to deal with anybody. That's it's great. like going to a Wawa. Like, all you got to do, it's like, we're the <laughs> Wawa voicemails. You know what I mean? Wawa. Oh, and we're about to, uh, the company retreat is coming up. It's, At Wawa? Unfortunately, basically. It's a, kind of. It happens around, it's going to be on September 11th, so it's weird. Okay. But, but we're going to Philadelphia. We're going to do a Scavenger hunt. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be Cute. amazing. Yeah. We'll send you. We'll send here. you the pictures, cool. and they'll be on the Patreon. 
They will be on the Patreon. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a special little Patreoni podcast there, or just like a that uh, would be fun. Yeah. Patreoni, Patreoni, we'll call our supporters. I love that. Yeah. But we only have one. It's Ben. So <laughs> it'll be. And he didn't come to happy hour either. Oh yeah, we have a monthly happy hour for our Patreonis on, oh, zo- on Zoom. On Zoom. Yeah, usually <laughs> it's just me, Amy, and Chris sitting there, Aww. sitting here all on Zoom, playing with the Zoom filters <laughs> on mute. Yeah, you guys have so much fun. That's hey, that's the name of the game, mm-hmm. right? Um, all right, this is like the longest outro we've ever done. Let's, <laughs> let's wrap this thing up. Kira, thank you for coming. This thank was you, Kira. You. the most fun podcast. Yeah, this was done. a lot of fun. Super fun. Thanks for having me. See you later, Sizzlers. See ya. Hey, Lexi, let me ask you. Mm. You make a mean cocktail or no? I'm pretty bad at making cocktails. One time I tried to have a Kahlua party and everyone brought over a bunch of Kahlua and it was way too sweet and we did not have a good time. Did you mix anything with it? I don't know what we were thinking, but you know what we should have done? We should have gotten some Wandering Barman. Oh, dude, you should have gotten the FOMO. The FOMO? Yeah, it's a vodka pineapple sling from Wandering Barman. Oh, so you can just like shake it up in the bottle, open it, and boom, you have a cocktail ready to go. Exactly, and it's so delicious. Where can I find it? Just go to wanderingbarman.com, click on locations, and it'll tell you bars, liquor stores, and anywhere else that you can find them. Oh, wow, Wandering Barman. Yeah, Wandering Barman. Shishkin Productions Podcast.